Hi, I'm Paul M. Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. We're here in Panama City Beach, Florida. We are attending the Fun in the Sun 42 convention. We had this idea to bring spiritual principles with us, put them on cards and have people, other voices than ours, come up and share about them. We hope you enjoy it. Jennifer? Hi, my name is Jennifer and I'm an addict. It's been a joy to be at the convention. It's my first time attending and uh, to see new faces, make new friends, um, and hear about it when they're done sharing um, how excited they are. Lee. Thanks, Jennifer. I'm Lee. I'm an addict. <clears throat> and this has been an amazing weekend. Uh, the collective voices that came together to pull this off. Jennifer and I were down in the trenches and it was wonderful. Thank you. Thanks to both of you for your hard work this weekend. Folks, Douglas and I hope you enjoy Principles from Panama City Beach. All right, we're back at Fun in the Sun. I'm here with Joel T. from Gulf Shores, Alabama, and he's going to speak on the spiritual principle of anonymity. What's happening, Joel? Hey, Doug. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. Glad you could drop in. Could you could you share with us where you're at in your recovery journey and, and how anonymity is impacting your just for today? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So, um, so I have a lot of issues with feeling less than and, and not, not, not fitting in and just, you know, an inferior, in, inferior, whatever. I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm good enough for people. And anonymity tells me that we're all the same. Like we're all just as good as, one another. And so I have just as much right to be here as you do. You know, I have just as much to offer as you do might be different things, but it really helps me feel like, um, like I belong, you know, like I'm in the place where I'm supposed to be. Has that inferiority been around pre NA? Like, did you come in with that? Or is that something that you noticed recently? Or what, what, how does that, how has that manifested? So, uh, yeah, I absolutely had, I came into, uh, recovery with it. And then, um, it's kind of like the tides, you know, kind of ebbs and flows comes in and goes out. Sometimes I feel, uh, sometimes I, I'm, uh, feeling like I'm better than, you know, everybody. And then sometimes I'm feeling like I'm less than everybody. And, uh, the, the, the spirit of anonymity really makes me feel at home. You know, it makes me feel like I've got, I don't have to prove anything, you know? For so much of my life, I've had to prove that I'm uh, I'm a man, that I'm you know I'm tough, that I'm not uh, a wuss, that I'm um, just any number of things. And um, with anonymity, that burden's relieved. Mm. You know, I feel a sense of peace. I feel um, I want to say pride, but it's not really pride. It's like I, I like I belong, you know. There's something there. Uh, Joel, let me dig, let me dig in on that on that piece, and I want the folks listening to know like Joel's a very handsome man, and he dresses sharp, smells good. We just gave him a hug, and he smells really good. You know, he's a good smelling guy. And you know, and and I think it's important to to say, hey, look, we feel these feelings of. At, at, do I just not fit? It Regardless of the out, outside, the inside is not connected to the outside so many times for many of us. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So, I, I'm still a fat kid. I'm still a fat kid. You know, <laughs> I'm still and, the weird kid. Yeah. Still the weird kid, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and with that, with that, it's like, so, so if we have some listeners who are saying, hey, 
that's me. That's me. It doesn't matter if I got Jordans on or if I got the, the squeakers is what I grew up with. You know, the shoes that just squeaked everywhere you walk. <laughs> you know? And I just don't feel like I, I, I'm in the cut. I just don't. How, how do you get over that feeling, Joe, of saying, man, I'm not sharing this shit. I am not, I am not sharing how I'm feeling right now. Like, how do we get from feeling that way, knowing that we need to kick this out to actually doing it? That's a, that's a very profound question. I, I really appreciate that question because I struggled for years, uh, literally years. I mean, I think I had uh, almost five years clean and I couldn't share that I was in pain. Uh, what wound up in a relapse, you know, um, because I couldn't share how much pain I was in. And uh, when that pain got great enough, I came back and I just started sharing uh, whatever was right on the tip of my tongue, whatever was in my head, I would share. Um, like I would, I kept going to this uh, fucking traditions meeting and I had like, you know, 30 days clean. I'm like, fuck this traditions meeting. This is such bullshit. <laughs> Because that's what I was feeling, right? you know, and, and I had to keep doing that and keep doing that. And I don't suggest doing that if you don't have to, but that was how I had to do it. And, uh, and you so, mean not listen to the feeling, do the, put the principle before the personality, my personality, put the principle before <laughs> my personality, right? Right. Just, just put it out and not be concerned with how other people were thinking about me, not be concerned with, uh, the perception of me not be concerned with other people's feelings. I was more concerned with saving my face than my ass. That was when I realized what that meant for so long, it was lost on me. And at that point I realized. When you put it out there, what was the reaction? I know what we fear, but what was the reaction of people when you did put it out there, when you did tell the truth? Uh, well, kind of depending on what my truth was. Uh, sometimes uh, people were just kind of like, Ooh, but a lot of the time, you know, I was met with love. Um, and I think that I just had a lot of anger to get out that I wouldn't allow myself to feel. Mm. And I think that some people were a little nervous around that anger, but, uh, it, it, in a meeting, it's, it's a safe place for me to share that when I'm outside and I'm cutting up and I'm making jokes because Joel's also extremely funny. If you don't know. And, uh, so when I'm outside making jokes, like it's, I'm a totally different person. I get to be my face goes away. My we that weird kid that I was, was, is gone. And I get to just be an addict and I get to just share where I'm at. And then it's, it's, it's okay. How do you feel in this setting of a, a, a convention? You, you just, you know, you arrived last night. How are you feeling stepping into this kind of massiveness of personalities and people and stuff like that? God, it can be overwhelming. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I, my, but you stepped through it. I did. You're here. It, I, I can. Yeah, yeah. I did. The first, I mean, anytime I go to a convention where I don't know a bunch of people, I feel like, oh, these motherfuckers, <laughs> you know? But then by the time I leave, I'm like, God, I love those motherfuckers, you know? That's my people. That's my people. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a beautiful thing to go from fear to, uh, you know, flourishing like that. Yeah. All right, we're back at Fun in the Sun with Marquise G. from Lafayette, Louisiana. He's going to be speaking on the spiritual principle of humility. Welcome, Marquise. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. Could, could, you, so could you give us a big picture? Where, you, where are you at in your recovery journey? And how does humility play a, play a part in, the, in your just for today? Okay, I'm, um, I, 
my clean date is uh September fifth, twenty twenty one. So I got seven months and eight days, and this is my first convention here. And um, humility has played a big part in in getting me here because um without having to ask for help and being uh, willing to accept that help and and I wouldn't be here at this convention and I wouldn't I probably wouldn't still be clean today. So humility had been a big part of my process and um, just not thinking that that my way is the only way I'm, I know everything about everything. So and asking for help, that's been a big part of my process this far because I um I, I'm real close with my sponsor and um I try not to make too many decisions without him and um like he's my my he is who God has put in my life to uh to guide me in my recovery so and uh humility me staying humble I try to stay in a, a state of humility because that that makes me uh keeps me open to receive whatever God has for me. And um, humility is the key that opens the hand of God. What did the first time that you asked for help, what did that look like? Cause there's somebody listening who's got less time than you that is struggling. How did it, how did it look like for Marquise the first time that you said help? What did that look like? That was me. Um, the last time I went to treatment on uh, September 4th, the day before my clean day, mm-hmm. when I went to treatment and I got there and I knew in my heart that everything that I had tried on my own didn't work for me. So I knew I, I needed some some help from somebody and, and somewhere to help me with my addiction. And that was the first sign of humility that I, I ever had because other than that, I just would try to do things on my own and thought I could handle whatever came at me. It is funny how sometimes we'll get into this zone of like the same thinking that got in my life turned to shit is the same thinking that's going to get me out of it. And it's not. Mm-hmm. It's it just, not it true. absolutely, no, yeah, it's yeah. not even close to being true. Yeah. And his point about open-mindedness, how to be able to see something different or to ask for help, that kind of asking for help is such an, a, an open-mindedness part that I, you know, I'm not, I'm not good at. I think I have to do it alone. I think I have to do it by myself. I got high by myself. I definitely don't need your help to get clean. And it's completely opposite, mm-hmm. completely. I need my sponsor today just as much as I did when I first walked in. And to that point, have you... What's your experience with some of the things? Has your sponsor asked you to do something, um, you know, or or the guys are getting clean with, you know, and saying, hey, look, we do this, man. We go out to eat after this meeting. We don't miss it. Or, you know, whatever. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter whatever it is that you were thinking at first. The fuck are they talking about? <laughs> you know? So, uh, so it far. It turned out to be something good, you know? So far, the biggest thing that there's um, about that is the uh, staying out of relationships for the uh, the first year. <laughs> That's the that's the biggest thing that what? I'm like, man. What? Uh, yeah, like, 
why uh why i got to do this no you know like <laughs> i don't really have to do this man. like oh i could oh i could oh, guys that's oh, okay yeah. right yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh yeah that's been a big one of how the big successful ones. have you been i've been i've i've been i've been good you know but honest. um at, at first i um i would try to Cause I knew my my response would be against. It. I would try to sneak around them and try to um, <laughs> find a way. Yeah, <laughs> find a way. And I did that one time, and and um and I end up he end up finding out before anything could happen, you know. And then um I and then I uh I thought I learned after that, but I I did it again. But the second the second time I think you belong. The second time I just I stopped and I just uh came out and told him uh what i what i was talking to this girl or whatever and and it ended there you know so and that's as far as i got with it so far how so. long ago was that uh that was probably uh at the beginning of this month okay <laughs> <laughs> so you know we're going to be watching you the yeah. whole <laughs> we're going to walk up yeah. to you and say hey mark who, who who is this you're talking to and why uh, <laughs> so so look let, let, let's this will be the last question i ask you okay and 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 i think it's really important to for the folk listening you're seven months right mm -hmm. seven months and you're saying yes to coming to a convention yes to listening to what a sponsor is sharing their experience with you if, if that person's listening and saying man i just can't say yes right now to going to the convention man i just can't trust you know the individual to that they're telling me and it's in my best interest how do we get from from the addict who's saying man i'm not saying yes to it i'm just not I'm staying home. I'm not going to. How do we get from there to where you're at? Where you're saying, "All right, man, I'll show up." Like, how do how do we get there? It is it, it, you gotta. Well, I had to think about like, what do I really want out of recovery, and um, and and that means like even the things that I don't agree with or I don't want to do. Like, I got I have to trust the uh, people who have more experience and that have uh been through this already and just trust them and be willing to take the suggestions that was uh the big like uh part about me like because i i could i could know that it's not it's not good for me or you know and all of that but me being willing to tell myself no and to uh to just be willing to do these things and so the willingness played a big part in, and that's where i for me <clears throat> We're back in front of the sun with Darcy S. from Huntsville, Alabama. She's going to speak on the spiritual principle of awareness. Hey, Darcy, welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Glad you can make it in with us. Darcy, could you, could you share with us where you're at on your recovery journey right now and how awareness kind of plays a part in your just for today? Well, I'm, uh, I just finished up the ninth step. Um, this is not the first time that I've done the ninth step and <clears throat> what I'm aware of by doing the ninth step is that um, as we go on in this journey, you tend to build up some extra baggage along the way because, you know, <laughs> you can't live live. You can't come into this program and work a perfect program just like off the bat. You know, you're going to make some mistakes, but that's what's wonderful about this program is that it gives you the room to grow. And um, one of the, the best things that I've ever learned in this program is that it's okay 
to not know the answers. It's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to just be, you know? Um, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's where I'm at. I, mean, I don't know where we got this idea that we're supposed to know everything about everything. I don't know where that, that came from, but I <clears> walked <throat> in here with it and yes. it's the biggest stumbling block to growth. Is that exactly. idea that I'm supposed to know everything. What is that? Is it is it rejection? Like if I say, if, if I'm kicking it with you folk and I say, hey, I, I, I don't know, or I need help with it, it what, what goes on there? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's something from, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you go into to the classroom and you're, you have to, don't raise your hand because you're going to get a bad, you know, if you don't know the answer, you're going to look down, you know, people are going to look down on you or something. I, I'm not sure, but I was the kind of person that would always um, want to have the answer before I read the directions, hmm. you know, so, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, yeah, give me an algebra, you know, I'm just, it's, you know, to this day, I still will try to bake a cake without reading you know, I, I look at the pictures, oh, three eggs and uh, <laughs> this much butter, you know, but uh, for some reason, I'm always in a hurry. You know, um, one thing that I've learned is that it's okay to take your time too, and to listen. You don't have to have all the answers. I don't know. I you guys were talking process. about yeah it, it's such a it's it's a, such a wonderful process too because um the when i came in here i was hopeless i was i was suicidal i was losing my kids i was with a man who beat me he knocked out my teeth you know um and i didn't want to live i got arrested i was like this is where i need to be you know just to, this is, you know, I, I was too afraid to get out of jail. And when somebody came in from, from H&I and told me that there was hope, you know, that they were the same addict that I was. I mean, they had the same story and yet she had a twinkle in her eye and it was like, she was on fire for recovery. And it gave me just that little bit of hope and she said to me, you don't have to have all the answers, but you want, you might want to ask for help, get accountable, you know, start doing God's will, not yours, because yours, your will got you here, you know, and just all these things. And that seeing that little spark in her eye made me listen, made me listen because I was so hopeless and I had nowhere to go, you know, um, so it was just, I don't know. I know that's off the, the beaten path, but sometimes you have to be hopeless to become aware, mm -hmm. you know, and to hear her story, which was just so much like mine and, you know, like, whoa, you know, and then to see she's got this twinkle in her eye and she's doing something different. It was like, wow, my mind is opening and I'm actually listening to what she's got to say and and now i have some hope you know and darcy that that, that lady I got goosebumps you know just thinking about that you know that lady right there who 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 was able to show you what recovery is all about have you had the opportunity to be that lady to other ladies yes 
Yes, it's a wonderful thing. It is, it's, um, I love, I love this program because each time, I mean, just like on the way here, okay, yes, I do H9. I have been able to go into the jails and I had a commitment for like three years at a jail and everything, but just coming to this convention for seven hours, I was driving down with these girls and we're talking about stuff and we're just like so on fire and oh yeah, you know, and we're just giving each other these, these whiz, words of wisdom that we've learned in this program and it's like, the fellowship and the love and the support that you get, it's like a high in itself, you know, it's the best high that I've ever had. I'm telling you, you know, and so, yes, um, that's why I love service work. That's why I'm still in service work. And, you know, I've been in this program since 97. I have had, you know, some issues. So I'm at nine years now, but I will never leave. You know, uh, I, I, I've learned that, you know, I've always known that I was an addict, but what I wasn't convinced of is that I couldn't control my using. <laughs> so I had to go back out there and, you know, try to control it, but I'm an addict. And, and since I've been back, it's like, I've embraced the whole thing and I've gotten in the middle and I'm, and I'm just feel on fire about it and and these kind of can you know conventions and stuff just i know i'm going off and you know plane. it's just like ooh, yeah but that's you the know? awareness you aware yes. you are aware now that being in the middle of the pool jumping in yes. is how we do it right and that's right. what's going to happen somebody's listening who's on the edge of the pool wondering what to do right listen to darcy and listen here's <laughs> the thing she talked about what she was when she walked in. She does not present like that anymore. Beautiful, oh. glowing, just a picture of what this program can do for somebody. Thank you. We're back here in front of the sun with Brandon W. from Big Bend, Tallahassee. Uh, he's going to speak on the spiritual principle of selflessness. Brandon, welcome. Hello, nice to be here. I'm glad you could stop in. So Brandon, can you give us an overview? Where are you at in your recovery journey and how does selflessness play a part in your Just For Today program? Well, I got about two and a half years clean. Um, I mean, thank my higher power for that. Uh, it's been a long road. Um, I've been in the program off and on for about 15 years. Um, I went back out in 2014 and it took a long time to, to get back. Uh, so I'm really, really glad to be back and have been back now for a little while, but um, I'm on my sixth step and I've been sitting on it for quite a while. So um, that's part of why I snagged selflessness there. I'm like, my defects are uh, alive and well, and I've been trying to <laughs> hold tight on them a little bit, you know, um, uh, find myself a little self-centered and, and um, you know, yeah, man. Um, I, I could use a little uh, momentum on getting back on track with with um, my step work. I was sure. so angry when I sat on my sixth step. I was everybody pissed me off. Yeah, uh, everybody's stupid. The whole all the time. I was terrible. Well, that I, that's a rough one to sit on. Ooh. 
Yeah. Like, why, why are we sitting on what I'm not doing okay right now? Right, right. I mean, I guess I'm gl a glutton for pain. Like, you know, we love more, 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 more. Um, I mean, and I've been on it for about a year, man. I mean, like, come on. I, I started writing again, I don't know, a month or so ago, right, right up to the part where it said, okay, now um, go ahead and start, start listing your defects. And, um, your sponsor can help you with these a little bit. And I texted him like, hey, so what are these again? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, and and look, those five fucking questions about each one of them. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be a lot of work. I'm like, fuck. And he's like, man, um, look back over here four or five. You know, we, we actually did like a little breakdown, like a, a summary. I mean, there's definitely good stuff in there. And then very recently, like I went through a breakup and um, we had a we had a nice little phone call afterward and she she really let me have it. And after the phone call was over, I go, oh yeah, I know what I need to put on that six step. Like she, I know what my defects are. I was oh, like, cause gosh. he, yeah. I mean, he had told me, he was like, you, you know what they are. Like, I don't have to tell you like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I definitely know what they are. But selflessness plays such a key role in staying clean, you know, like self-centeredness is the, the core of this disease, man. And, and I have a service position that I've been neglecting. Like I took it on knowing like this is a big part of the program and I work in the helping profession and, and I thought to myself, yeah, I can do this. I can manage the boundaries. Like this is going to be a really big part of my, my program to, to get moving on these, these steps. But um, I've used it. I've justified not, you know, putting in the work on my service commitment at times because I clock out and I'm like, man, it feels like I'm, still going to be working. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that's, that's not selflessness. You know, that, that's, that's kind of. So, so here's, and look, you bring up a good point here. The business of recovery and recovery are two different things, right? Mm. Do not confuse the two. Mm. I, I have myriad friends who have gotten clean, got into the helping professions, been involved and then get confused how that difference. So speak to that, how selflessness in the program is different than the application of your education in the work you do. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's about giving back to the still sick and suffering addict, you know, it's about getting out of, of me. You know, it's about not getting stuck in um, more, 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 you know. Um, <clears throat> I know when I lean into the spiritual principles like God-centeredness, other-centeredness, um, anything that feels like I'm, I'm helping someone else suffering, like I find myself moving away from my own suffering. I find myself breaking away from my own ego, my own self-obsession and I feel a little freedom you know I feel a little agency um and that seems to kind of spread out that seems to, to help the fellowship that seems to help those who you know are coming in or you know I don't know I mean like it helps me for sure so I don't know sometimes I go back and forth of like is that really selflessness like I I don't know but um you know, so tell me the action item 
for Brandon right now? What's the, <laughs> what's the action item? Mm. I suppose it's um, I mean, leaning into my service commitment a little bit more. Mm. I think that that would be a big one. I mean, it's H and I. Well, and also continue continue to be transparent and yeah. honest. And man, it's just uplifting for you to come in here, sit down, and say, "Here it this is, is folks. where I'm at." Yeah. Here. I mean, that's a that, there's a lot of hope and say, "Here, here, this is me." Because listen, there's somebody listening in this moment who is exactly where we are. Do mm. you know what I mean? Mm. We all, and we've all been that where you are. We all know that stuck. Yeah. Stuck. Yeah. And we don't want to be there. Yeah. So their action item is your action item. Yeah. Lean in. Okay. And we all we want to follow up too. We're all following <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, thank you. I need the accountability, <laughs> man. That's why that's why I open it up like this. I'm not coming like I want to say, like, oh, everything's like everything's great. Rainbows and roses. I'm killing it. Yeah, we got a really good thing going here. But like, yeah, no, gotta keep it going, man. Gotta keep the work going. I can't stagnate, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in, folks. This was a really, really neat experience. We had a lot of fun. Uh, 40 different addicts shared on 40 spiritual principles. It was just a super neat experience. If you're listening and you think, wow, this would be a really cool resource to have at a convention that you attend, please reach out to us here at the Anonymous Podcast and make the introduction with us and the, the convention committee that you're thinking about. And we'll see if we can work something out. I want to reiterate very strongly that that this initiative, again, does not replace meetings, step work, accountability with a sponsor, uh, fellowshipping. This is uh, an, an attempt to, to bring addicts who are passionate uh, for recovery, uh, just another resource to help us on this beautiful journey. So again, thank you for tuning in. Um, spread the message, man, spread the word. Uh, and, and I can't wait until our, our paths cross. So from all of us here at the Anonymous Podcast, we love you. Thanks for your support. Y'all be good. God bless. Namaste.